Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This week, we are talking all about the Nintendo Switch. We're switching it up! It's going to be terrible, Chris. <laughs> What's going to be terrible? I'm, all of the puns. No, stop. It's going to be the I don't want any puns. <laughs> the most puns per like minute in the episode oh than goodness. we've ever had before. Um, so we're going to break down the, the press conference from last week. Yep. Um, we'll give you our take, whether or not you should buy this. Yeah. We'll give you all the details. Yeah, those and, and what's funny is <laughs> those are not necessarily tied together. Hmm? The the analysis of the press conference and of the device itself. Yeah, I'm well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it later. I know, right? I'm You're teasing. It now. I'm teasing, Chris. I'm teasing. What have you been up to this week? <laughs> um, actually, not a ton. I mean, I've been playing more of the the the, the gaming, big gaming thing mm-hmm. that I did over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a uh, like a, a night mm-hmm. and uh, played through up and through episode three of the Batman Telltale series. Nice. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, that was the big gaming thing that I did. I've been playing a little bit of like Rocket League here and there. Nice. Um, which we uh, have some Rocket League news a little bit later, but yeah. Cool. You know, I, I, I other than that, I've been catching up on some television and uh, and th- this year, okay, so this year I've been on less of a television kick than I have in the past. You like, mean in the 19 days that we've been into this year? Well, I mean, uh, no, I'm talking about this season maybe, okay. the season of television. Okay. Like, There's very few se- like series that I'm really itching to keep up with. Yeah. Like from, from week to week generally, uh, I just watch whatever strikes my fancy, and if it doesn't strike my fancy, then I don't watch it. But sometimes like things build up, and I, oh, there's three episodes of this, or there's four episodes of that that yeah. I have, and yeah. very, like, I mean, I'm very few, like, TV series have I really been interested in um, this season, so mm. I, it's it's a weird one, man, and I think that's probably more on me than the quality of television or anything, yeah. you know, it's just, just where... Are you still keeping up with the shows you were keeping up with? Um... Not as much. Not as much. Like that's the thing. I've I've really like dropped off as far as my television watching goes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, we haven't been doing Flash or Arrow. I haven't been watching those. That's true. And then uh, Supergirl, which I kept up with. Um. Uh. I I haven't kept up with as much. I watched the first like fourth of the season, but then like just didn't have a desire to, to yeah. catch up. I'll catch up when the summer, whenever everything like drops and yeah. hits all at once. Um. Hits uh the the old Blu-rays and Netflix and Netflix and such. Yeah. Um. I've been keeping up with uh Elementary. And mm. uh, that sort of thing. Um, but other than that show, maybe Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've been keeping up with that, mm. which is hilarious because that was a show. And I, I was just like, I was talking to Catherine about it yesterday where we watched an episode and it was like, this show is so different than it was whenever it first launched. Like it's, it's in a good way, in a great way. Like, cause you know, the whole first season was like, just kind of trash, yeah. you know, it's like, ah, uh, just did not did not work. Yeah. And uh, it's gotten progressively better and they've like, they've been uh, killing off like characters that just kind of are terrible mm. <laughs> and uh, and they're reintroducing characters that are awesome. And so, yeah, it's gotten better and better and the plot lines have gotten better and better over time. Is Coulson so, still in it? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, which he's like a mainstay. Uh, him yeah, and, yeah. and there's like three characters that are like, I would know four characters that I would say they were the the stars of season one, and they've been around this entire time, mm. and so that's great. You know, that's all good news. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, so that show I've been keeping up on as well, keeping current on. It's funny, they also, this episode, this past week, they, they had a little bit of an Easter egg for something that happens in Luke Cage. Mm. Um, so there's like some through lines with some of that going on. Interesting. And, and so if you hadn't watched like Luke Cage... Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have even caught it. Like mm-hmm. it just would have been like, oh, what's what's that? What's the deal with this thing? That mm-hmm. was kind of cool. But having watched Luke Cage, I was like, ah, that's that thing. Aha. Aha. I know something that not everyone else knows. So anyway, Chris, what have you been up to this week? Um, about the same. So uh, I've, I, over the weekend, I played uh, Batman. Yeah. Um, a lot of Batman. We're basically um, at the same spot, though, right? Basically, yeah. Like, you're a little bit ahead of me now. First, I was yeah. ahead of you, and then now you're ahead of me That's right. by like half of a, an episode. Yeah, I started episode four, got to a certain point, and then just like yeah. uh, didn't, you know, didn't continue from there. I'm enjoying it's, it's it a lot, man. Like, um, I mean, it's a telltale, telltale game. It's had some technical glitches, <laughs> um, but the story's great. Yeah. Like, I love it. Um, and it's definitely, I mean, it's probably more fresh for you, but it's a different gameplay experience than you get on any other game than on any other game and so i enjoy that a lot agreed like i uh as we've just this is my first telltale game mm. you know and mm-hmm. so i i really haven't experienced this choosing things and like it roping back around to the same main story beats and things like that mm-hmm. where like we I, I love the fact that we made like a different choice from each other yeah. like a, a vastly different choice with a vastly different result and i love that i love the fact that like there are these two different paths that you can take but they still kind of follow the same big kind of mm-hmm. big plot lines yeah. you know so my game is is different than your game right quite a lot different in some ways yeah but in the main ways the ways that matter to like the big story yeah it all kind of goes and so like just the idea of having to write that into a game is mm-hmm. just so cool and mind-boggling because it's like you have to investigate oh what happens down this path you know there are two different kind of or i guess more than two different like shades of batman in this or, mm-hmm. or bruce wayne even mm-hmm. in, in this game and I, I like that they can you can choose which one you are yeah very cool that's awesome um yeah so i've been playing that and then i uh i started playing um for christmas from uh our grandmother i yeah. got um some eShop money so i used that to buy um uh super mario new super mario brothers 2 on that's a 3ds awesome. is it fun yeah. oh yeah it's awesome that's uh, the one with, so, the, they were touting it as like all of the coins like it's got like lo- it's got, loads well, it's of coins coin rush and all that kind of stuff and like what, what's funny is like it starts off and it's pretty easy and then it ramps up difficulty super fast so mm. by like by the end of world two you are like restarting levels like having to like go back in all the time and um there's there's it's got like a lot of depth like um along the way you know you can like collect these like larger coins and you go through and like use those to unlock alternate paths and new areas and stuff like that and so it's really really intriguing i i really enjoy the gameplay uh i uh yeah like i'm i'm kind of just in it and uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, That's super awesome. Man. I think it has a lot of like re- replayability. As long as I, I won't do the coin. I, I went in and started like trying to do like part of coin rush stuff. And, yeah. Like it's just not fun for me. I don't have any desire to compete against other people grabbing coins. Yeah. Kind of like similar, I don't. In, similar to me in in yeah the uh, the Super Mario yeah. run on the phone. I, I competing no. with other people is not why I play platformers. No. Or the or or you know Mario and specifically. You true. Know. True. Uh, yeah. So I won't be doing that, but. Um, going through, I think I'll go through, be- beat the levels, and then I'll go back through and try to collect all the, like the the, the coins, the collectibles in each level. That'll be fun. Um, I will probably have me playing for a while. Yeah. I also started reading uh, Carrie Fisher's 
um, book, uh, The Princess Diarist, which is really good. That's the book that she she wrote. Uh, came out late last year, nice. um, before she died. Um, and what's what's funny is like she'll. She, it's really interesting because, like, a lot of the stories that she tells in there, like, some of them she, she'll start with, like, well, I'm t- telling this story uh, because I don't want um, somebody else writing about it after I die and getting it wrong, basically. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, this is weird how that happened. Yeah, I, I, I love the idea of that, though. Like, I, I love that I mean, that's, yeah. like... It's but then, like, oh yeah, I you know yeah, it's just it's just weird <laughs> that like then like months later, you know, she she yeah. does die, and it's like, well, I'm glad you wrote this, you yeah. know, like yeah, that was fortuitous, yeah, for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's and and uh, you would assume for her too, because like she didn't oh, want yeah. she didn't sure. want it to be mistold, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I love it. But that, and it's really good. I recommend it. That's cool. It's, man. A, it's got some cool like. <laughs> like it's like crazy insights into like that first star wars that mm. you're like oh, that's crazy you know like um she was originally supposed to have yellow eyes oh man and there was a scene after the empire tortured her that she would be hanging upside down in a cavern what um and uh chewy was going to come in and rescue her and carry her out of the cavern but they didn't do it um because who was at the place chewy um uh peter uh mayhew yeah he couldn't carry her because of his knee problem. In, in a cavern? In a cavern. Though? Also... In the Death Star? Well, I don't... She didn't go into depth like, and explain like how this fits in. But like all I know is like they changed it because uh, it, first, Peter Mayhew couldn't carry her. And then second, because it was too expensive to build the cavern. <laughs> <laughs> it probably would have been too expensive for the Empire to build the cavern Pro- inside... Probably. Of the, the Death Star, the Death Star. Uh, but however, you think about like, okay, so how would you have to construct a Death Star? Like, the, it's got its own gravitational pull. There's all sorts of interesting things with that. But like, would you potentially build it around a moon? Hmm. And so, could there be caverns at the core somewhere in there? I mean, you know, maybe I don't know. I mean, some no, because remember when they flew in at <laughs> the end of Jedi? I know, and the the core <laughs> sitting there. I know. It's just it's just interesting, like the idea of there being like how do you, like the logistics yeah. of building this thing that is there's schematics own, of this of the it's, Death Star. It's out its there, own John. gravitational thing. And I, it's there's like, people out there who know all this. I know, and 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 they've calculated how much it cost because they were going to try to uh, via what was it. Uh, the petition. Oh, change.org? Yeah, change.org, where they wanted the, you know, the, uh, the, the government. government to build it. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah, to yeah. build the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should take a look at our um, two-track there, John. There is nothing being recorded to oh, it. Oh, okay, okay. That's uh, I'll just have to reprint this section <laughs> after. It's not like the people won't have our audio. Is it working now? It, it is working now. Oh, okay. I just had our, our tracks muted there. Oh, it wasn't printing down to the I just uh, looked over it for a second. I'm like, I don't think that's how it's supposed to look. <laughs> I think the patient has died on the table, Doctor. Yeah. It's just a flat line. <laughs> the podcast has died. <laughs> but yeah, it's like that. It's that, and then it's just like it's the. So I, what? What is interesting? I thought this was just gonna be like straight up her diaries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not. So like those are in there, but it, it start like the majority of this book is her um, building up to those diaries. So like she apparently. Um, throughout her life or like at different times she would write in diaries. It's not something she did like forever, but it was like, so she kind of like takes you up to, and I'm still in this part of it, takes you up to, uh, 
the point where you can read her diaries and like she kind of like sets the she's setting the stage basically. She kind of like goes through her career, her early career in Hollywood, like the first movie she did, and like the, her casting call with George Lucas, and like you know just keeps you know, like kind of goes on the, along that path and like talks about how you know she never thought that something like Star Wars would change her life and how it has, um, and how she has been blessed by it and like how like it it. Uh, like how I guess they, there's, there's offshoots in her life where like if she'd gotten this job, it would have been different mm. over this job, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. And Interesting. Like um, I forget which movie it is. She, oh, she she uh, she auditioned for Carrie, the movie she said. She Interesting. Said, she, she joked. She's like, you know, I thought on my way like out like how crazy and it would be if it was Carrie playing Carrie and Carrie. You know, uh, and then, um, there's another movie that she was like, well, if I had gotten this movie, maybe I, maybe after the fact, after Star Wars, I would have been able to break away from that Princess Leia role. But she's like, at the end of the day, you know, Leia is me and I am Leia, you know, it's it's the same person. So, I mean, there's, it's some cool stuff. It's just like a lot. And her writing style is really kind of rambling. Yeah. Like, which is, which is fun as well. Yeah. Um, and, uh, lots of personality, lots of personality and like, you know, lots of like little offshoots. So. It doesn't bore you, I guess is my point. Like cool. it's a biography basically, but this is one of the best if this is if this is an autobiography, I wouldn't necessarily classify it as that, but if it were, this is probably one of the best that I've read because it's so full of her own personality yeah. and uh really kind of um it moves along at a quick pace, gives you all the information, but in a very, very entertaining way. That's awesome. That's awesome. Glowing recommendation. That's like that's one thumb up. Do you give it the other? You have two another thumb, up. Chris. <laughs> two thumbs up. There's only potential for two thumbs, one thumb, or no thumbs. Or I guess thumbs down. You could thumbs also down. go yeah, like there's two. Thumbs you know, down, there's, John. there's degrees. I guess, is that a five-point scale that we're talking about there? One, two. <laughs> then, then there's three. Three, you know. And four, then or five. four or five. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a five-point scale. So I get a five out of five, John. Yeah, I love it, Chris. That's on great. stay on target scale, it's a 10 out of 10. I like it. That's awesome. Um... Chris, we're gonna we're gonna switch it up and talk about the switch. Mm, oh gosh! But first, the news. The news. I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you went with it for a you second. Caught me off guard. You you went with it. If I had known you were doing that, <laughs> it would have been the immediate groan, yeah. <laughs> rather than the delayed. Oh. <laughs> uh, so oh, I have two man. pieces of news, John. Sweet, I've got a few. First. Power Rangers movie has dropped a new trailer. That's right. I've watched said trailer. I will say it is a better trailer than the first. Is it though? Yes, because it uses the song Power by Kanye. Oh, dude, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was like immediately when that started. Oh, yeah. I gave me chills. Uh huh. Uh huh. No, no. They didn't have that part. Yeah, they did. It was just the oh. Oh, that's right. And then it went, and I the, think it was way in the background. I think yeah. they turned it and down it just, and it and kind of gradually yeah, swelled. Then, then it like, it did yeah, that like yeah. five or six times. And then it actually yep. came in. And then they they brought in the Power Rangers theme at the yep. end, which was awesome. The 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 moment that burned into my brain from that trailer is that song kicking off. And uh, one of the characters, she was like scrambling up this uh, this mountain. Yeah. And it was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. So, you know, so yeah, like, that's an excellent choice of music there. This is my, is my analysis of this movie. And then I'll say nothing more. This has the potential to like it looks like it has amazing looking things in it and then awful parts of this movie it's going to be the most mixed bag Hmm. in my opinion interesting from an outside perspective looking at the trailers i so the first trailer i thought was like intriguing Mm -hmm. 
and up and and I was just like, oh, this you know, up, up until the kind of like the last few seconds of it, I was like, oh, it's a Power Rangers thing. That mm, makes sense, yeah. you know. And so like, and so like, I was like intrigued about it, and then it was Power Rangers. Like, I feel like I know what the Power Rangers are. I feel like I know where this is probably gonna go. This trailer reinforced where I think this is going to go. You know, mm. it's like, and so like the the lack of excitement of something new. Um, was reinforced by this trailer because it's just like, oh, these are all the story beats. I feel like I knew that they were going to hit. This was all of the things that I thought we were going to, we were going to experience. The action looks pretty interesting. It looks kind of cool. Mm. Um, the graphics look, look pretty sweet. I don't know about the, uh, necessarily the suits. I don't know how, if I like like the styling of that, like I kind of, yeah, I don't really I don't necessarily know. care about that. I just feel like this is going to feel like a, like a Disney channel movie. That's yeah. And that's kind of the vibe that I get for it too. I, I definitely get a, uh, kind of a a a, a very traditional storyline and, mm. and superhero origin story from it so yeah yeah i don't know man i oh. don't know what, what to think about it at this point on the other side of the same coin ooh, the logan. same exact coin the superhero coin that's right logan dropped a new trailer and it looks amazing yeah All, yeah you haven't seen it you haven't i watched it. avoided it because yeah. they're uh as i mentioned earlier to you before we were recording there was one thing that got spoiled from that trailer yeah and I, I was like, I don't think you're going to be able to get away from that I, necessarily. Probably not. You would have found that out. Eventually. I probably would have found It'll that probably out. Probably on the poster. It probably will. But like, I don't know. It's, it, it was, uh, I was, it was enough to be, put me to where I was like, I don't want to watch the, the trailer. Cause I feel like they're going to give too much away. That's fine. I respect so, that, but yeah. it looks amazing. Yeah. And this, it, this makes it look even better than mm. like, Oh my gosh, I cannot wait for this movie. This has the potential in my opinion to be the best X-Men movie. Hmm. The best the one. The best. What up until this point? What is your favorite X Men movie? There's probably there's First Class. Yeah. But then again, but this is the thing. I agree with that. I I, I, I can get behind that one. I always, not always. Usually, origin stories are not my favorite. Hmm. So that's why, like, this could beat it out. If this is if this is every bit as good as it looks, it is like it is. This will be. Better than that. Nice. Nice. Um, and it looks already from the trailers, like if you just end it with the trailers, like if the movie never came out, yeah, it would already be the best Wolverine movie. True. <laughs> I mean, it is already <laughs> so, the best so Wolverine film. movie. Oh, man. Um, yeah, because like I think the only other thing, like Days of Future Past is okay. Like yeah. it's good, but it's like... Yeah. And then... Uh, it's confusing. Yeah. Apocalypse was, wasn't that great. No, not not very good. Um... X-Men 3, bad. Didn't like it at all. Actually, I would say, man. Lots of people think X2 is like the best one. They they consider that like the the pinnacle of X-Men. Yeah, I mean, I... And everything else has been living off of like the weight. It's just been so long since one. I've watched that or the first one that I'm kind of like, you know, I, I remember... What's funny is I remember all the terrible things out of X3 and not yeah. like anything from the other ones, really. I X1, the only X2, thing... X2, I remember like the ramp up, you know, like... Where the the government's starting to round everybody up and all that kind of stuff. Right, like, right. I remember that. Like, right. So that was that was that was crazy. Yeah, and then the building the team with X one, like that was at the time, yeah. that was still pretty novel. Like to have yeah. like a superhero kind of building of the team kind of situation. That was the that was the movie that really set you know, set up all of the what you do, you know, yeah, for yeah. for a good superhero movie. Um and so, like, I remember that pretty vividly, but yeah, I mean it's it that movie still doesn't the like, second Wolverine. Get which we reviewed. Yeah. Was pretty good. 
It was pretty good until until right at like near the end. Yeah, like the end there was, was weird. one weird turn at the end. Yeah, which <laughs> I, I mean, spoilers for uh, what was it called, Wolverine? Yeah, I think it was just Wolverine or the Wolverine or something. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, spoilers for that. But something an attention was brought today. Well, how are they going to explain away the fact that the adamantium got sucked from his body <laughs> and he has bone claws now? Yeah, well, because didn't he? Which have, in the trailers he does not have bone claws. Didn't he have bone claws in the uh, in Days of Future Past? But like everything yeah, got shook, sure. shaken up with Days of Future Past. All right, you think Days of Future Past reset everything? I think Days of Future Past did a lot of stuff, and ah. then there was a lot of things that like it didn't do directly where you saw it on camera, but like the effects of which. I mean, I'm okay with there. it because that was a stupid move, but. Right. Well, there were so many inconsistencies with like first class and you know and between first class and the other X Men movies, and so uh, I think like the the idea was oh let's just you know mess up and create this entirely third timeline yeah. and that's where everything what exists did he have together. an apocalypse so oh man I think he had he didn't he have adamantium claws in, in I don't remember him having bone claws I'm, I'm pretty sure he had adamantium claws yeah, yeah. well that made sense because it's it's back in the past quote unquote true right yeah yes yes this is so stupid yes because he was that's where we only saw him for about five minutes ten minutes and and it was like a completely unnecessary anyway it looks like they're ignoring that i'm okay with it yeah i'm okay with it i yeah that's fine and i think the whole mess of the x-men universe yeah resetting and creating like oh well now we're on the same path like i think that's a that's a fine idea that's that's okay i think that's fine okay um but yeah i'm excited for that movie it's coming up quick man Oh, yeah. Very so I, soon. I went through our calendar. You probably saw them all coming I through. I saw a bunch of uh, notifications, yeah. for sure. Uh, I went through our calendar and put all the movies in. Like, we have a lot of movies, and a lot Chris, of them are, like, week after week after week I know. Week. That's why I was saying, like, last week, whenever we were talking about, like, over-promise, under-deliver on the movie reviews this year. Yeah, usually you want to do the opposite. <laughs> you want to under-promise and over-deliver. Yeah, generally in life, that's what you want to do. You know, it's... it's uh, I think about... Star Trek, whenever, you know, they call down to Scotty at the end. How long is this going to take to fix? He's like, oh, right. no, you say that it's like four hours whenever it's only going to take an hour. And that way, whenever you come in and it's an hour, you're a hero. Right. Well, pretty much right off the bat. Here, let me look here. But we're, we're doing the opposite of that, Chris. Like right off the bat here, um, I think there's a movie. Yeah, what comes? Oh, yeah. Resident Evil, the final chapter. Did we say we would review that or mini review that? I think I mean, all of these were up in the air, whether we would full on review anyway. or mini review. I think that was a mini We're both out though. of town. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> so that's not happening. There's an entire week in February where I'm like out of town and I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even so, know what we're going to talk about there. We'll figure this all out. Uh-huh. And we may get back to you guys with an updated what we're reviewing, that sort of thing. How do you, how I mean, you, no. Be. That just takes too much time. <laughs> we'll let you know week to week. That's, I like it's that, It's a week to week monitoring situation. We'll like monitor this. the situation and that's we'll good. report back. It's code yellow. Next week, we will not be reviewing Resident Evil, the final chapter. This is accurate. What is the next week? Uh, the following week after that... The Space Between Us and Rings. We may review Space Between Us. I'm not sure. Um, like, that was one that we talked about doing. See, um, I'm going to have to go see... There was a, like, a press screening I, I'm, I'm of, excited uh, about Resident of Evil. Space Between Us. And I, I, I need to go back and if, watch all the Resident Evil. I need to look on Amazon and see if I can buy the Resident Evil. How Eagles. many are they on? This is the seventh one. I don't know. I don't even know, man. It's there are so many of them, and I, I uh, they're I've seen good. most they're, of them. Yeah, like I mean, I've seen like here and there. I've I've had hit or miss with that. So other pieces of news, Chris. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so diving in. 
Rocket League. They're mm. ending their uh, current season of like the 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 ranked matches, and they have their awards like we uh, we've discussed before. But this time it's tires. So like if you're in whatever tier you're in, whatever color tier that is, you get tires specific to that tier. So if you are on the the verge of like leveling up to another uh, tier. Go ahead and do that. It's whatever the highest level tier that you have achieved within that season. So if you've gone down or something like that, it's it, you're you're locked in at whatever you are. Um, other other news, there is Nintendo news, Chris. That's outside of the Switch stuff that we'll be discussing later. Mm. There is a uh, Fire Emblem uh, Nintendo Direct that happened, and they announced a Fire Emblem like remake of a game. Mm. Um, and so that'll be coming out in May. And so, well, this Fire Emblem will come back up whenever we talk about Switch in a little bit here. But they've announced uh, Fire Emblem Echoes: Shadows of Valentia is announced for 3DS. Um, and there's like new amiibo that come with that. But it's a remake in the current engine. I'm super amped about that. I love the Fire Emblem games. Um, I actually was playing a little bit of that this week, and uh, really love those games. There is a mobile game, a Fire Emblem mobile game, and uh, so I'm not sure yet how good it's going to be. Um, specifically because of the, like, how are they making money off of it? They're making money in like microtransactions on it rather than like you buying a full game. And so we'll end up seeing what that's like. That's called Fire Emblem Heroes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's coming out on iOS and Android on February 2nd. So yeah. So make sure that like, you, you check that out if you want. Again, it's going to like a free to start game and then microtransactions after that. So I'm just wondering where the paywall is. Like, where do you hit that wall? Is it possible to play this, you know, for free? Because like, like we've talked about before, I would much rather pay them 10 bucks and just have a, a full Fire Emblem game on my phone. But I will find out whether or not that's possible via this. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is a uh, there's a they've announced a a Fire Emblem game is in the work for Switch for 2018. We'll revisit that news a little bit later when we talk about the old Switch. There's a piece of comics news, Chris. Mm, we talked about said we talk about comics more this We're year. We're talking a lot more about. We've talked about it every week since then. Yeah. And this is actually bad comics news. Frowny face. DC Comics. There are some DC Comics that are getting a price increase, but they also include a free digital copy. Beginning in April, certain DC Comics Will raise their price from two ninety nine to three ninety nine, and they're the they're the monthly ones because um, they have they're working on monthly titles as well as like bi bi monthly titles, so two times a month um, titles, and so these are the monthly ones, and they're raising them from two ninety nine to three ninety nine, and they're including a digital copy. Um, fun fact about digital copies because Marvel started doing digital copies with all their comments like a, a couple years ago at this yeah. point. Um, but Marvel has altered that to where they're not providing a digital copy of the actual comic you're reading, but of classic comics from their backlog. Wait, wait, wait. Say this again. So Marvel, they have changed their, their whenever you buy a Marvel no. comic, you don't get the actual this copy. This is my favorite part of Marvel comics. I know. You don't get the copy of the comic that you're actually reading. You get... <laughs> that's you shaking the microphone. Do you microphones. realize how upset this makes me? I know. I know, but the DC is doing is doing the the thing that you like though. So with their monthly comics, they're raising the by, the price by a dollar, but you get a free. That's uh, copy even worse. Of that. I know. <laughs> by a dollar, by a dollar from two ninety nine to three ninety nine. It's frustrating, isn't it? Why is Marvel doing that? Did, well, they, did they explain? They've already done this. Like it's already in, like out there in the wild. So you're right seeing now. the comics that I bought that I haven't redeemed the codes for, like last week. Early, I didn't go to comic store. I need to talk about that, John. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay, hang on. I am mad. <laughs> So you're saying the ones that I just bought? 
Yes, they just switched. So uh, Marvel Comics, I'm reading this, and this is uh, in an article on IGN that says, Marvel Comics just switched to unlocking a digital copy, uh, although they just switched from, from unlocking a digital copy of the same comic you just bought to a rotating list of classic Marvel comics. Why? I don't know. It's a good question, Chris. Either way, I'm buying your... It's frustrating, right? Either way, I'm buying your comic. Mm-hmm. And the best part was, <laughs> if I bought your comic, I could read it any way I wanted to. Yeah. If I was at home, I'm going to pick up the physical comic. Right. If I'm on the road, mm-hmm. or I'm at work, mm-hmm. I'm not carrying around my comic collection. It's true. In my backpack, and my Trapper Keeper. It's true. All right? It's true. I can pull up my phone and read that same comic and stay up to date. Yeah, the exact same comic. Okay. The other funny thing about that, like, you would basically... Think about like the Disney movies. The thing I, I never, love about Disney movies is they include a digital copy with those of the thing because you just bought the the movie. Why don't you have access to it everywhere, like on all your devices? So a comic is the same way where you just bought this comic. Why don't you have access to it everywhere? I think the same thing about like a lot of novels and books. Like if you buy a physical book, why don't they just give you access to this on everything? The Kindle, every, you know, everywhere. I agree with that. Like, but I can see I have in the past, I will say, I have bought a book either digitally or physically. Like it's gone both ways. I've bought right. a book digitally, read yeah. it and be like, I want a physical copy of this. Bought it. Yeah. I've also read a book physically and then like, Hey, I want to read this again, but I don't want to have to carry this around. Right. I'm going to buy it on my phone. The I've only reason, the, the only reason to, to not include a digital copy and the physical copy is because you want to sell it twice. Yeah. The same item twice. Comics. I'm never buying a duplicate copy of that comic. Unless you read it digitally and really want the artwork. Like, that's the only reason that I can think if you're like a bagged di- and boarded if you're comic. Original, if you're reading it digitally, it's because, well, number one, hang on. If you're, number one, if you're reading it digitally, like, you're reading it digitally for a reason because you don't freaking care about the, the physical true. copy. If you, by perchance, do, like, for me, it's like, well, then you should have just bought the physical copy in the first place because then you get both of them for that's the same true. price. That's true. But now you're going to, like, they're forcing anyone who didn't want digital copies at all of their comics, they're forcing people, like, DC is now forcing people to pay an extra dollar and get a digital copy. That's so stupid, too. Yeah, it is. But then again, I think it's the same move that Marvel made back in the day was they raised the price a little bit and they included the, di- well, the digital copy. what's DC going to do a few years from now, just all of a sudden switch and like, oh, you get some classic Superman comics? Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, right now, I think this move is to be somewhat competitive. It's also to bring the price of these physical comics up um, because, I mean, two ninety nine is not a ton. However, they, don't, like, they haven't made this move at all with their uh, bi-monthly comics. So the mo- comics come out twice a month right now. Um, but, and the, like all of these comics are really popular. Disney or Disney, DC's comics line right now is being, doing very well. And very popular, the rebirth kind of thing. So they want to squeeze worked. all the money they can. And so now they're in the process, like they wanted to set their price really low and have, you know, prove the worth of their storylines. And then now that they've got their readers hooked, they're able to then now bring up the price a little bit. And uh, so that's the kind of where, where we're at. And so the bi-monthly ones, though, those are sitting at... Let me see. Let me make sure those. I think those are still two ninety nine. And so, yeah, the the bi monthly ones, the ones that come out twice a month, those are still two ninety nine. And uh, and so, I mean, think about this: if they raise those, you're not only you're not spending six dollars a month right now; you're spending eight dollars a month. Like it so goes up a lot. Already, I was paying. 
I believe five ninety nine for like Detective Comics. Mm. Is it now six ninety nine? I think it's actually cheaper, but then it comes out twice a month. And so oh you know what I'm saying? Like it's they, they they lower the prices with DC Rebirth. They lower the prices, but then some of the books were coming out twice a month. This is why I quit the comic book shop. And it's just it's gonna be continually reshuffling all of these things. I mean, they've got to make the economics work. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I believe they've got to make these things work dollars and cents for them. But at the same time, like it's only been six months since they shook this up the last time. And so like, give me more stability than that. <laughs> give me a year, give me two years of like stable prices, stable comics prices and, uh, and that sort of thing. So yeah, anyway, just some comics news there, Chris. I think that's the, that's all the news. And we latched on to something that I didn't think we would take from that article, but it makes a lot of sense that we would. <laughs> oh, man. So many things are rolling through my head right now. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, the amount of time, I would say it's 50-50 how much time I actually like spent reading digital comics versus physical comics. So if that's the mm-hmm. case, then I might as well just start digital. Do, do it all digital, man. And then half me wants to be like, well, I'll just like go like keep doing what I originally planned and just get the the graphic novels when it comes out. See, that's where I'm at right now. Like that's that's the zone I've been in for the past year or so. It's like I just identify the different series that I'm really interested in, and then whenever they announce a trade of them, I buy that or pre-order that or put it on a wish list somewhere. Like so. the the just the the sheer stupidity of Marvel to completely underestimate their customer's behavior. Yeah. Because they're the publisher. It would be different. So say this was Amazon and they were paying, you know, Marvel for every physical slash digital copy that they sold and they have to pay them twice for two things. And they said, well, most people aren't downloading these. Right. And so let's not pay them for the, 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 the prime comics. Yeah. Let's pay them for this backlog that we can pay less for. Yeah. But that's completely irrelevant whenever all this happens on the publisher level. Yeah. At the Marvel Comics level. Yeah, and there's I mean and and the distributor isn't they're distributing physical comics. They're not like the, you know, Diamond no, who's the distributor matter. for our area. They're not making money extra money off of the digital stuff, you know. So it's not like you're making money on both sides. So like it's very interesting. And why in the world do I want a classic. backlog of classic comics that most of the time they go on sale for yeah. like pennies yeah. at times on the, the Marvel and Comixology. I would love to be, for free. I would even. love to be in on some of those meetings, like with the comics uh, execs. Actually, you can slap them all in the face. Well, I'm just like, I'm curious, like what numbers are they looking at that like justify these decisions? You know, and, and I think about like even to the point where I know that there were some people on, on Twitter and things like that, even comics creators, right? Who like, or say, there was somebody who picked up a bunch of the Spider-Man. Books, yeah, what's been the right? response of this? And so, this? I, so I, mean, I obviously like there's some people who care, some people who don't. Um, but for example, before whenever whenever Marvel was still giving the digital copies of the book that you yeah, actually yeah, bought, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, there would be fans that would tweet at the writers and and artists of those books. Um, so say somebody picked up like ten Spider-Man, right? Yeah. And then they tweet at. Uh, Dan Slott, who like writes Spider-Man, and they say, hey, I've got 10 digital codes I'm not using. I read the physical book. Mm-hmm. Can you give these away to somebody who wants them? Mm-hmm. And so he would tweet out all these codes. Mm-hmm. And like that stopped happening, obviously, because now they're not those codes. It'll, like, but they'll give away those codes, too. 
Like I'm right. saying is I think people just don't care about digital comics if you don't care about digital comics. Yeah. I mean, and those it, who do, that's a nice perk. Right. And then like somebody who isn't into a series, like it was great for the creators because the creators would be like, oh, absolutely. I want as many people to read my book as possible. And so they would obviously say, hey, let's give away, you know, free codes here. And, you know, because if you're not using them, let's give them to somebody who will. They gave them away. And so maybe Marvel was looking at this process. And saying basically, whenever I bought a digital, whenever I bought a Marvel comic, I read the physical thing. I give you the code, then you read the thing, and that's two copies that they're selling for the price of one. You know what this is like? I don't know. It's very strange. This is like this is like me going out buying a Selena Gomez album on vinyl. Mm. Inside the record, <laughs> yeah, there's right. a digital code. Yeah, not for Selena Gomez, but for Nickelback's first CD. <laughs> And it's like, who wants this? No one wants it. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> <laughs> how absurd this is. <laughs> these are comics that they're like, no one's reading these. We'll we, include them. We spent the money to digitize them. We got to legitimize the fact that they're there. <laughs> That's really funny. That's a really good, <laughs> it's an astute comparison, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you crack it open, every single one is just Nickelback. Nickelback. If it's a rotating list of like Nickelback, <laughs> like early, early Black Eyed Peas, um, Will Smith's Wild Wild West song. Yes. The funny thing is, like, it's a rotating list. So, like, what what is this? A rotating list of twelve? And so, like, every yeah. year you get the same twelve books well, over not, and not over. Not even every over? year. Because like, say you collect 12 in a oh, month, man, John. Yeah, that's true. The next month you get the same ones. Well, you think about maybe they give away the same one for like all of their books the month of January. <laughs> like that but, so then you have 12 copies of the same the one. Worst, the worst. And then the only way to find that out, John. Is to buy 12 is, No. The only way to find that out is to go on to their clunky website. <laughs> insert that like 12 character yeah, code yeah, that yeah. sometimes half of it rips <laughs> off whenever you peel it off anyway so then you're sitting there like you gotta guess okay i gotta like okay does that look like it's, it was an x yeah that's it was an x let me look at this side look at that side maybe i could put these into photoshop and merge them together those are the things that i did john <laughs> to get my digital comics and you're telling me i can't even get current digital comics anymore <laughs> there's no way anybody's redeeming these. my outrage has no limits <laughs> You're gonna, on this issue you're gonna start the comic shop again just to quit it again exactly. i'm gonna walk in there be like rick <laughs> it's not this is why i'm quitting the comic shop and the funny thing is it's not rick's fault rick is like no. he's like me too man he's the nicest guy me too. Like, I'm gonna close my doors he's like i totally understand dude all right uh, well um let me tell you about my visit to the comic shop real fast okay awesome yeah yeah so you tried a new, a new one there's a new <laughs> Onto more positive comics. If I had known this, I would have brought that up oh in the new comic shop. <laughs> uh, no, so I uh, I went to a new comic shop in uh, Murfreesboro today, or not today? Today, no, Saturday, <laughs> and uh, went with one of our friends, um, Josh Hancock. I think he's been on the show before. Yeah, um, and uh, it was it's a smaller shop, and I was like, well, it's closer to my house. It's like five minutes away. Like maybe. I was th- considering starting back up the comic shop. Now I'm just like even more angry about it. <laughs> but also, I don't know. Like, so I went in there and it, it's it's pretty cool. What was funny was like I just kind of we kind of get we'll walk in and then like on the left hand side they have all the like newer comics, but like th- like they're in no order. I was like, what's the what's the organizational system here? And uh, he he was like, well, you know, newer stuff's kind of over to the left. Um, and I was like, is it, 
is it alphabetical? I was like, no, it's just, it's, it's just kind of there. And it's just like, what I think is happening is like, well, a, a comic sells out, and they just put a new one right, right in there. Like, they don't organize it in any way. There's no, it's not alphabetically. It's not according to release date. Interesting. Because like, <laughs> I was like finding like a number yeah. one over here, a number two over here, and, and like a Batman here and a Superman here. Anyone who's dealt with like large quantities of their own comics yeah. knows <laughs> the struggle if it's not in some sort of order. In, in any kind. Well, and, and it was yeah. just like, so now I have to go down every row. And look at like mm. which comic like closely because I was like I was looking for it and I didn't they didn't have it I was looking for the Batman uh, All Star Batman All Star Batman number mm. six mm-hmm. um, and uh, they had All Star Batman number five mm, that was the last but I, one but I of couldn't last find arc. number six and it took me <laughs> like twenty minutes to, to be determine like, that it wasn't it's there not there <laughs> that's fun. Great guy. I loved, yeah. I actually loved the shop, and uh, they awesome. had some really cool pop figurines. They also had a ton of Sonic comic books, Sonic the Hedgehog comic books. Dude. So uh, a lot of them were like on sale for like a dollar, so I'm going to go back in there and probably like make an offer on some of those. And then, But like the other thing was a lot. they had pulled out like some of the issues. So like I bought issue number, a copy of issue number 50 for 10 bucks. Okay. But then like issue number like 75 or something like that, maybe 125 I can't remember. It was like $30. Mm-hmm. You know, so they pulled out the like – Special issues, the valuable, ones. yeah, the valuable ones. Well, the ones them. that I would want too. You know, yeah. it's like episode or uh, issue fifty is like the golden one. Yeah. Uh, issue one hundred, I do believe, was like a kind of a silverish platinum one. Um, uh, silver was twenty five, right? Hundred. What was hundred? Well, there was one. It was either one hundred or seventy five that had a bunch of people on characters on it. Uh, that's right. And then there was like I think it was that was hundred. Yeah. And then like seventy five had just like this blue kind of like yeah, cover. That's right. Banner thing around it. Man, so. Sonic comic books, huge staple of our childhood. Yeah. As well as the, uh, there was there was two Sonic cartoons that were on at the same time. Yeah. One of them was trash. Yeah. And the other one was amazing. Right. And uh, and so like whenever you talk to people and they're like, oh yeah, this you know you you say oh yeah I used to watch the Sonic uh, the Hedgehog Saturday morning cartoon right yeah and they can either think, yes, this is amazing, or they can be like, really? Right. You know? Um, I love so that cartoon. It, they was, were, it was awesome. They were literally both called the same thing, like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. But it was the one with uh, with all of the the extended cast, the ongoing story. It was essentially like um, an action drama, but with Sonic the Hedgehog characters. Um, right. Tails and Sally and, and uh, Rotor and uh, Antoine and right. the computer Nicole and Dr. Robotnik and Snively. Um so yeah, anyway, so those comics it kind of extended that universe and extended that story and, and carried it on beyond the, whenever the uh, the show got canceled after, was it season two, I think? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, super awesome stuff, man. Super cool. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm interested to go in and, and see because we've got those comics in here. They don't have bags and boards, though. We, we need to get some bags and boards and, and get them taken care of, but the ones that are bagged and boarded in there, I'm excited about buying some of those. Oh, man. yeah, definitely. Yeah, awesome. So I'll, I'll probably go back this weekend and like kind of get the lay of the land again. Yeah. Now that I can wrap my head around the chaos that is their new comic wall. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, obviously if you go back in, mention the mention the, the Marvel thing, you know. Oh, definitely. I'm bringing that up right away. <laughs> First words in the door. Can you believe it? <laughs> what they have done. <laughs> And they're probably they were like, yeah, I've had these conversations like six months ago. Whenever yeah. they enacted this, you when, know? did this happen six months ago? No, this I, didn't six the months Marvel ago. thing happened uh, like 
sometime within the last six months or so. Because like the last time I checked, the last time I bought some, they were still in there. But then I haven't bought a Marvel comic, uh, See, I've been buying physical comic for a while. Also, I haven't bought Marvel comics since I quit the comic book shop, whenever that was. Yeah, so that was like three or four months ago. So it's happened sometime within there. <sighs> All right, well. But yeah, anyway. That's the news. All right, Chris. Switching gears. Yeah, it's hard for me to switch gears. The Nintendo Switch. Oh my god! <laughs> I got you, you freaking to got do me it. again. I got you to do it. See, I'm like concentrating on the wrong thing. <laughs> I'm so like calm. It's just like, that's how you have to deliver those things. You have to be very calm. I forget about that them. this. I forget the horrid name of the system. <laughs> oh man! All right, so Can't last week, <laughs> last week, uh, we watched the Nintendo Switch press conference. That's right. Where they continually snapped. Ah, the snap. Remember that? Let's switch. <laughs> well, and then, then there our... was a couple of moments where they switched uh, like presenters and they didn't snap, and I was like, "That's right. weird. Why didn't they snap?" Right. <laughs> it yeah, was, the, it that's became true. like it they became didn't. like a disconcerting thing whenever they didn't. Um, and you're like, wait, is that person still on stage? Are they going to come back? We won't dwell on it. Yeah. But one of the worst press conferences I've ever seen. So think about this, Chris. And this is this is interesting. Like the Nintendo hasn't delivered a press conference for years at this point. Right. Every year at E3 they do a, uh, a a Nintendo Direct, and so they haven't actually put their creators on a stage that they are producing the show themselves. Because like Miyamoto showed up at like the Apple event, right? And uh, and, and and things like that, but. They haven't put on a big event like this yeah. in years and years at this point. So, no surprise, they shouldn't have done it this way. They right. should have done a nin- extended Nintendo Direct, pre-produced all this stuff, and then just like put it out for everybody. And maybe then also for like stockholders and for anybody who's in the media had an event like this. Yeah. Um, just closed doors, right? Yeah. And uh, so that's that's well, how they I mean, should have approached th- it. Here's the thing. Think about. Yeah, we will talk about this for a second because, like, I, I think back to whenever Microsoft announced the Xbox One and, mm. and Sony announced the PS4. Yeah. And, like, I would say the majority of those press conferences were video-based. You yeah. know, like, it was like, here's the console, this is what it does, all this kind of stuff. Like, this, these are some of the games that are coming, here's some game trailers, here's partners that are supporting us, here's some development videos, that yeah. kind of stuff. Where, like, where Nintendo went wrong is by abandoning that philosophy altogether. Like... I go back and forth on the like I'm all for, you know, not like just swimming with the crowd and doing what everyone else does. But if everyone what everyone else does works, then just do it. Why wouldn't you do it? You know? Like you don't yeah. need somebody like explaining the the HD controller, which we'll talk about the hardware in a second, but like on stage and like, you know, doing this kind of stuff, like yeah. and then sitting on a on a couch that came out of nowhere. That was hilarious though. It was hilarious, lo- but yeah. It like, was completely unnecessary. But he's like, Yeah, and if you want to chill on this couch, and it's they literally brought a, a love seat out on stage for like fifteen seconds worth of a uh, yep. an example. And then they took it away. I was like, Man, they, they had to employ like two people at least to bring this thing out. You had this horrible snap gimmick that made no sense. Like yeah. if you could snap and the console would start or something, you mm. know, like I think it's suppo- if it related to it, like it made sense um, in in the original video back in what May or not May, sorry, uh, like, well, like four months ago, the music or something like that, where it would uh, where it like you slide the controllers on there, it snaps the controllers in place, right? But it's like just a, a human being snapping their fingers, yeah. That doesn't make as much sense, no. you know. No, so no. if it was just the sound, that would have been fine. Ah, but the gimmick of snapping it's the fingers, an obnoxious is sound anyway, like kind of is. 
So there, there was that. And it was just a bad press conference. Like, they didn't show enough of the games. They didn't explain their games well. They didn't really even explain. Some of that was like, the translation. The fact that, like, it was uh, the, the translators, some people went off script. And there was one entire thing that I barely got, you know, But this is the thing. Translated. If they're going to, like, if they're going to, the, the key thing that they got wrong was you're going to give us this entire script of the trailer in English, mm-hmm. but not tell us the name of it in English. Yeah, that's true. On like four games. Yeah, and there was, you know, there there was some some snafus with like the energy levels between people, like where they would they snapped to like translators. The Se- yeah, the Sega person, and he's like the most like cool looking person ever, and then the the person who's translating is like, and and uh, uh, and blah 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 blah, and it's just like the energy levels just didn't match presentation wise. Right. Um. But. You know, that's what you get. You know, I, again, I really do believe they should have produced regionally. Like, so for the U.S., they should have produced a Nintendo Direct for the U.S. Yeah. and then had this uh, well, event also, for no, Japan out there. So maybe, well, okay, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like, there is something to say about like you have a press conference. I, if it was a Nintendo Direct, I wouldn't have watched it live. Mm, you know, interesting. But because it's a press conference, like there's press there. That's They're true. gonna write about it. They're gonna go walk. walk you know, like. And get hands on, you know. You afterwards, yeah, like there's there's a Live level tweeting. of yeah, exactly all that. Like you you get attention more whenever you do it. So I understand why they do it, it's just, and why they did it. They just should have done it like better, you know. Yeah. Um. So that's our review of the. We'll just leave it there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair. It's it's a fair uh, fair. Whenever I compare, it's like you know, on its own in a vacuum, you know, like it's January. We haven't had a pre- we had pre PSX, but like we haven't had a, a a true press conference in a while. In a vacuum, you're just kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. Right. But like, if you put this right next to you know Microsoft's Xbox One reveal or P- the PS4 reveal, yeah. like this thing looks like. It, it's it's hard to compare because it's it's just so much like lower quality than this. Yeah. You know, I mean, from a from a presentation standpoint, from a press conference standpoint, it's just not up to par the, with everything. Oh, else. and the other thing I was the only other thing I was going to say was like most of the pertinent information that we wanted to know was on the website. Yeah, they kept crashing because everyone was going there because they didn't say any of it in the press conference. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, that's why I'm happy that we like did this podcast uh, a week removed from that event because if we'd done it directly after, there's so much kind of information that wasn't out there yet right. and like hadn't really like been. Um, at least circulated amongst yeah. the people who cared. Which normally, so. like console, it's, it's not it's not um, strange for console manufacturers to do. Like Microsoft did it with all those crazy weird DRM restrictions that mm. they originally had on the Xbox One. That's right. Um, things that could possibly you know like throw <laughs> off their press conference. They don't want that. And that worked so well for them. Oh, it worked so well. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, we can make the argument at some point that that's why they're still behind. Absolutely, um, but. The the thing was they put things that weren't negative. They hid them yeah. from anyone who viewed the press conference and they're just like sitting there online. I'm like, the like release dates. Yeah. Like we want to know these these like release window games and you're you're not you're not right. telling us the release date here, but they're obviously set because they're on the website. Right, right. Like, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. I mean and 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 so there was lots of that going on. Um in fact, like it's so it was such a weird event because they had the event that announced the console and, and, and announced some of the release uh window games. And then the following day on Friday morning, they had the Nintendo Treehouse event where it was like four hours of streaming these games and, and they in fact made some announcements during that event and stuff. And so it, it like the, the kind of, uh, 
tiered release of this information was just yeah. odd. Like they, it, was, yeah. it was like we were drip fed for like the last uh, four days or right. so, you know, like the, for like that entire weekend felt like there was just, oh, here's a new piece of information. Oh, here's another piece of information from this other place that somebody found, you know. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, the information now that we have it all, Chris, we should run it down. Okay. So the Nintendo Switch console two ninety nine, releasing on March 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes with the uh, dock, the uh, removable screen, like actual unit with two what they're calling Joy-Con controllers, which can separate, and they come with wristbands, and you can play games with those, or there's a pro controller. They have HD can, rumble inside uh, of yeah, them. Yeah, what they call HD rumble. It can, it, can, uh, <laughs> uh, it can tell rock, paper, scissors, like... For some strange reason. Yeah, there's an IR sensor at the bottom of the it. right one. It's very strange. There is, in fact, in, in one of the games they announced, uh, in 1-2-Switch, which is a collection of, like, 20 minigames or 17 minigames or something like that, there's one where the minigame is, see how many s- fake sandwiches you can eat no, with the IR goodness. sensor in 10 seconds or something like that's that. So and uh, I, I think that's a hilarious idea. But it's like that game. Uh, the uh, this was this is a critique I have of it. It doesn't have a pack-in game, and I feel like that game would have been uh, the the game that you should have. Yeah, packed it, in. like you know, we're like, like Wii Sports came with all the Wii units. It's like well, that showcases the unique things about this console. And they were, didn't they put out Wii Sports two? You know, so it led to a, a sequel that people actually bought, and it wasn't a pack-in with your console. Like it should have been a pack-in. Like yeah. just eat the cost, man. Yep. Like they said that they kept it out because they wanted to hit. Um, they wanted to hit two ninety nine, but you know, to me, it's like okay, then make it two thirty or whatever. You know, like yeah. whatever it needs to be. Or here's a novel idea: stop putting junk like IR sensors and like HD rumble in in things that none of us care about. Like, yeah. who cares if you can if you can feel? I have never once been like I want to I want to be able to pour glass like ice in a glass and feel like how many ice cubes are in here. Yeah. I think you know? the, the HD rumble thing is going to be interesting. I do think, I remember whenever the Xbox one controller was announced, they made a big deal about the, the uh, haptic like rumble in the, yeah. in the triggers and that can be cool, but it's, it's utilized very li- little True. Um, other than like Forza or like racing games. It's very like, it, they don't use it. Well, even like the PS4 controllers, um, they spent a ton of money on like those six axis, like, motion rotation in there yeah uh, they have the speaker that's embedded into the the top of it they have the touchpad on it they have the the light bar that everyone hates because it's too bright mm. like and the quality of like uh, the quality of experience that those things give to the gamer are very low you know some people don't like them and and the people who don't mind them like probably wouldn't have missed them if they were gone right. and so like th- i find like the these things Kind of like that, where it's like, okay, so they're in there. Th- that's cool. Um, it doesn't necessarily put me off about it, but it does drive up the cost. Like exactly. You have to, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. Like, you have I to wouldn't miss it if it was it. gone. So then why drive up the cost of this unit by doing it? Right. You know, like to replace two Joy-Con controllers, it's $80. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Well, and then the, uh, a lot of uh, the technology in the controllers themselves are in the right ones. Because there, yeah. there is an RF... Uh, reader for uh, amiibo as well as like mm-hmm. skylanders which was on the, the the wii u control pad and so they wanted to make sure they had that included but that's in the right one too so the ir sensor is in the right one the rfid uh reader is in the right one so 
but whenever you buy the left one, it's the same price as the right one. So I, I'm, that that matchup doesn't necessarily make sense to me. Like I was looking at that earlier, and I was like, well, what if you just bought the left one? Because it, it doesn't have as much technology in it. It's it's the same price. I, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know, man. That that was a weird one. Yeah. Um, moving on to like the the storage inside because this is a console that will be able to go on the go. Mm-hmm. They opted for. Um, uh, an SD card, so SDXC cards. Yeah, um, it comes with cards. A 32 gigabyte one, mm. which doesn't seem like a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, those types, like you can get them. I was looking at like what you could buy. You can you can currently buy like 256 yeah. um, gigabytes, and that's like 60, 70 bucks, something like that. But that's again, that's going to tack on. Depending yeah. on how large these games are, right? And you upgrade them. They've said like that uh, that that Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild is um how many gigs did they say that was i think it was like 13 gigs it's almost half of what the the uh the onboard memory would be but however they that they don't have um a ton of like space that they'll take up on your console if you have the carts mm-hmm. so like if you have the uh the actual physical uh game then it won't take up space on your console because it'll save to the card and i wonder like, which one like things. loads faster that's what it comes down to me that's a good point like, if Buying this digitally and downloading it to my console is is faster than a cart. Yep. Then that's um, that's what you would want to go with. Yeah. It's a better gaming experience. Um, and talking about like the portable side of things, the battery life. They've said that the the range on the battery life is between two and a half and six, six hours. <laughs> And so I think about like my 3DS XL, and the the battery life ranges between five and like seven. And, uh, and so it's like, it's the upper thing of this thing is in there, but it's like how many games will really be the upper range. They've said that Zelda breath of the wild will get to three hours. So you'll have three hours worth of battery life playing that. game. And you know, that's, that's under ideal situations and that's probably like screen dimmed all the way. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. you know, you're not, you know, stressing it out too much. It's like. It's not it's not great battery life. Like that was the thing that that I came away with. I was like, it's yeah. not as bad as I I, I anticipated. And yeah. Like I was kind of thinking beforehand. You know, I was thinking about this. The price range is right where I wanted it to be. Yeah. The battery life. It's about. It's better than I expected, but not as good as I think it probably could or should be. Yeah. Um. To really like be a portable device, which may be why they're not. It doesn't feel like they're marketing it necessarily as a full-on portable device like they're 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 not referencing it as a portable thing they're referencing it as a home console you can also take with you Mm -hmm. um rather than a a to-go console that you can plug into your tv Mm -hmm. um but yeah so games at launch how many you know there's like five of them at launch yeah which is fine on launch day (laughs) i think yeah like the number it's not the the (coughs) sorry it's not the number of games that right. is vexing. It's the lack of new games or exclusive games. There are zero exclusive games, and well, there's one new game. The exclusive games would be um, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, one, two, one two switch, switch and arms, right? Um, and so both of those uh, are exclusives, but it's like neither one of those were I was I interested in. Right, like, uh, I wasn't interested again. In like whenever we talk about like you should have packed this in the box, those are games I'm not going to buy. Yeah, on I mean, my own, and they're they're not like a, a reduced price. It's not like they're uh, uh, like a thirty dollar game or something like that. They're full on like full retail sixty dollar yeah. games, and so those are games that like you're either going to have to really sell me on like, hey, these games you need these games in your catalog because of X, Y, and Z, 
or they're going to have to be cheap enough for me just to like be like impulse buy, you know, and $60 is definitely out of the impulse buy range. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Then there's other games that are coming out like close to launch. Mm -hmm. Um, um, and April 28th, so like a month and a half, two months after mm-hmm. this thing comes out, you have uh, the awesome Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Yeah, which obviously Mario Kart 8 was on the Wii U, but not a lot of people had the Wii U. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. And so this game has uh, the all of the additional DLC, has like five or six additional new characters mm-hmm. and some new uh, modes. Like there has the full-on battle mode, which Mario Kart 8 didn't have, and that was the one critique that most people had of it, that it didn't have their famous balloon fight kind of battle mode in there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's coming out then. Um, in the summer, I don't know if they've, they haven't nailed down like a specific date, but in the quote-unquote summer, Splatoon 2, they call it a sequel. It's the same assets, new uh, new courses and things like that, but it's basically the same game, yeah. um, You know, but it's got new content in it. Um, Splatoon 2 comes out in the summer sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, then the big one, Chris, the, the, the money one, Super Mario Odyssey. Comes out in holiday 2017, mm-hmm. so uh, around you know November that sort of thing. They'll they'll release this game. That game looks amazing. I'm I'm super amped about that one. I think that one's the my number one game of the, that they've announced for the Switch right yeah. now. Um, looks super amazing. It's a uh, Super Mario 64 slash Sunshine style game where with mm-hmm. like a open world kind of situation. Very cool. Lots of exploration kind of stuff looks like. Um, different worlds, vastly different worlds. There's like a polygonal, brightly colored world. There's like a New York City or what what people have, have looked at the images. and It's New Donk City is what it's called. Oh, my gosh. It's like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Anyway, but New New, New York City kind of style thing and uh, and a lot of other, other really pretty worlds uh, as well for that. So I think that's the one that I'm most excited about. Um, but, yeah, that's the games, man. Yeah. So... Real quick, we'll talk about so like it's, we've been a little like critical of it, which is fine. Yeah, um, because I think it deserves those criticisms. So, so the other uh, let's let's finish the criticisms first. Yeah. So, uh, in order to party up, it has been confirmed. Like first, we were like, no, that can't be it. But <laughs> the only the only way to party up and chat with each other is to use a tablet or phone that will connect you to other people via an, a separate app. So you're gonna have to sit there with your console on. And your phone, and party up and chat on that instead of on the console like every other console since Xbox. Xbox. I was about to say maybe Dreamcast because like that was the first one with like internet uh, capability. That's right, but it didn't like I no, mean, you couldn't I, chat. Right, you couldn't really chat on it, and like it didn't include anything in the box to allow you to. Right. You know? Whereas like Xbox 360, put the headset in there, and it's like you know that one for sure was the one that that really kind of. Let everyone and so it's uh, it's, it's it. little ridiculous. I don't understand their aversion to online play. Like I don't they, either. They make it unbelievably difficult. Yeah, by using like friend codes and all this kind of stuff, and up until the point where it's 2017 and we can't even do it on the the console. It's these consoles are more powerful than the PS3 and Xbox 360. Like yeah, they should be able to to party up like. There's no reason. There's no excuse for this. Definitely, and, and I think like there, there's a lot of talk where it's like they make all these excuses. So there's an excuse. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think this is coming from Nintendo, but it's coming from Nintendo fans who are who are being apologetic about the idea of not having a in the box kind of uh, solution for party chat. They've said that like, oh, because of the mobile 
nature no, of that, it. That, Whenever you're Nintendo out and about running that. around, you know, you'll want to be able to party up on your phone. But that doesn't make any sense because no. you have to connect to Wi-Fi in order to yep. uh, play these games. And, and if you're on Wi-Fi, you should be able to also ch- talk via your console over Wi-Fi. So I'm not sure what the hurdle is. I don't even think that that app is coming out with at launch. Like, I don't think it'll be there on March 3rd. It's coming later. The other thing that baffles me, and I was really excited about this night of, the uh, they announced this Nintendo... Um, it's basically like Nintendo's version of Xbox Live or PS Plus, where That's right. you pay for their online services. They're going to have a, a trial period for free for, a, I think, three months, and then they're going to... Uh, you're going to have to pay for it. As a part of that, every single month they give you access to play a classic Nintendo NES or SNES game. Yep. And at first it was like, okay, that's kind of cool. That's, that's really like cool. that's like Xbox Live, you know. But no, what happens is they give you the opportunity to play it, and then at the end of that month, mm-hmm. it gets removed from your library. In order to keep playing it, you have to pay. You have to purchase it on the eShop, which honestly makes it really just a glorified demo. Yeah. And makes me not want to play it at all because I don't want to like get attached and spend a bunch of time on a game that I'm then going to have to give back at the end of sixty days or thirty days, and then like probably and then make a decision whether to buy or not. You know, it's like I feel like I'd rather just like spend time playing games that I own and can finish. Yeah, and I think about like they've talked about hey, you know, and if you have uh, access to the service, they'll offer you special deals, kind of like they do with like gold or with PS Plus. But like I'm wondering, hey, maybe the, at the end of that month they'll give you a deal where you can buy that game that you were just playing for 30 days for like a reduced price or something. I mean, that would be the smart thing to do. It would definitely be the smart thing to do. And I've I think, none of these move, other moves are smart. Right. So. And we we had the discussion where you know. Microsoft and Sony view the whole like, hey, we give you a game you know every month for free as a reason to stick around, like a retention type yeah. of a thing, where it's like, hey, you know, you don't want to leave the service because you want to still be able to have access to and potentially play all of these games we've given you f- for free for the last however many years. And whereas it seems like what Nintendo is doing with it is rather than and then saying you know it's a retention thing, they're trying to potentially tease you with this game as like an advertisement and then get you know more yep. you know more money later on. So I'm not it sure. It just feels like a, a money grab, right? And Nintendo has always had the thing where it's like, hey, you buy the same game on every console. Like you know, how many times would you potentially buy the Mario games? It's like you could buy it on mm-hmm. you know originally whenever it came out to uh, to NES and SNES. Then you could buy it on Wii eShop. You could buy it on Wii U eShop. You could buy it on DS. You could buy it on 3DS. You know, and so there's lots of places that you can buy the same game, and it never really kind of carries over. And so um, what I'm hoping is that whatever this paid for service will have oh, something like that. Like I something it. that it will like, hey, well I you know, you buy this here and we know that you have it and so you have it everywhere. I seriously but doubt it. I kinda doubt at this point, like with with the whole app thing, with the whole stuff going on with the thirty days situation, like I don't know if they're gonna do that because again, they'd like selling the same games, right. the same properties over and over again. So um, those yeah. are those are our criticisms. Those are the negatives. Now we both pre-ordered this console. <laughs> Immediately, whatever went up on Amazon. And this is why. Okay, so let's let's just kind of give our listeners our rationale behind this. I, I tweeted on Twitter last week, um, kind of basically my rationale. Um, but for non-Wii U owners, I think this is a, a pretty good um, lineup of games. Like, because we yeah. were going into it, we were always saying it's all about the games. Like, right. if if they have games that we want to play, I'm going to get this console. If they don't, I'm not. That's why I didn't end up picking up PSVR because they had like one game I really wanted to play and uh, it wasn't worth 500 bucks. But 
whenever you look at this lineup, if you don't have a Wii U, right off the bat, you got Zelda, which looks like it's going to be a great game, and it's going to be even better looking on Switch, and, and it's something you can take on the go. And Mario Kart, um, 8 Deluxe, like, you can play that with your friends, play that online, like, do whatever you need to do. Like, that's going to be a fun game. I'm not necessarily sold on Splatoon yet, but, like, that will be a, a, a fun game if we decide to grab that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this fall, we have the new Mario game, which looks awesome. I'm on, on the same page <laughs> oh, as you. That man. thing looks great, and I'm super pumped to figure out, like, what's going on with it. I feel like once that game comes out, the Switch is going to sell crazily like i think like once people see that thing and, and go oh wait there's a new 3d mario game yeah like i feel like everyone's going to get on board with yeah. it and then next spring we have a new fire emblem game yeah. and so like whenever you're looking at it it's like well you've got the spring covered you've got the, the summer covered you've got the fall covered and then you've got next spring covered and like that's more yeah. that's that, that's more um exclusive games than i can think of right now off the top of my head with firm release dates than are coming from Microsoft or Sony. Right. And whereas I'm not going to do my multi-platform gaming over here, that's fine. I was never going to do that anyway. Like, I'm not going to pick up the new... If I was going to pick up the new FIFA, which is what EA came and teased at the press conference, I wasn't going to pick up FIFA on this anyway. Yeah. Like, I would pick this up on on another console that I I enjoy playing more. Or maybe I would if I was going to play with it at work. Honestly, I I might. Because, like, the thing is, being able to play it on the go, like, depending on the battery life with it, that sort of thing. I mean, even if it's only three hours. Like, I'm on a plane flight for two hours or something like that. It's like, hey, why not play some FIFA? But the rumor is... Why not sit next to whoever I'm playing with? Hey, we're going to play FIFA with our little Joy-Con controllers. The whatever. weird rumor is is that it's going to be like the port of the, the Xbox 360 version. Ah. Like, mm, uh, you know what I mean? Which is hard. fine, you know, if it's if that's what it is. But you know what I mean. But I played it, that it, one. It was okay. Anyway, like this, uh, this console is doing the things that I wanted it to do in terms of like the games I want to play. Now, right. do I want to spend that much on peripherals? No. Um, so I won't right away. Yeah. Um, do I... Do I uh, Wish that it had online better online capabilities. Yes, that's a real issue, and uh, I hope that they you know issue some kind of patch and they fix it. But uh, again, they have to have some kind of way to plug in a headphone, a headset. Into I think you have thing. a headphone jack, but I'm not sure if it has a microphone. I'm not sure if it's like a three ring right. with a microphone or something. So they may just completely lock themselves out of it for this generation. Who knows? But um, I think what they have going for them is that the Wii U didn't sell well. Most mm-hmm. people don't have them. Yeah, and. If you weren't on the Wii U train, like this is a pretty attractive buy right off the bat. Now, that might also like everything. All the pre-orders are sold out, so maybe that also fits with their their manufacturing model right now. They're not yeah. only going to manufacture enough to hit what they think the initial demand is going to be, and the rest will come later when yeah. as, as the holiday season rolls in and people get their you know hands on friends switches and like make decisions whether or not they're going to buy one um from all the reports like this thing feels good good when you hold it like it feels like a solid piece of hardware where the wii u felt like a piece of play school like a toy like the tablet or what is it yeah is it play school is that the brand yeah play yeah the the play school brand like just toy you know tablets and it's like okay this feels a lot more solid feels like a, a a a professional piece of hardware and i think that's what people are wanting yeah um and that's why I'm excited to buy it. Yeah. So as far as like the the reasons that I'm pumped about this thing, like I'm pumped about this thing f- as a a more powerful handheld, mm-hmm. and which is like it's not like I said they're not really pitching it that way, and I I'm kind of concerned about the fact that they're not. But at the same time, it's like I if I can sit even 
on the couch with this thing plugged in via USB, which you can, yeah, and uh, and play something sitting down there yeah. or even in bed or whatever. And, and it's like I'm gonna be totally fine with that yeah. um, as a portable because that's where I, even on like my 3ds I play that a lot. So for the fact that them coming out with a uh, a Fire Emblem on it a yeah. year from now, like I'm very excited about that because that's it, that is traditionally like a, a portable title for me. Like I think the last mm-hmm. one that wasn't like that was on a home console, last Fire Emblem on a home console was like during GameCube mm. um, generation. Mm. And so for them to kind of say, hey, this is you know they were gonna be putting this there. I feel like that's a good tell for me. Like hey, this is this is gonna be portable a little bit at least. Mm-hmm. You know we're we're thinking of it in those terms that some of our portable uh, games will mm-hmm. be on this. Um, the other thing, like the steady stream of games, like you were just talking about, I think like from from a perspective of this versus the Wii U launch, like I was looking at the Wii U launch day, like how many games were coming out on the day that it launched, and there's like 36 games or something Man. like that that came out that day. Were any of those any good? I mean, there's like Batman Arkham City, mm. there's uh, New Super Mario Brothers U, there's oh, Nintendo yeah, right. Land, there's like weird ones like uh, nin- uh, Ninja Gaiden 3. Um, I mean, this is a, it is a pretty weak lineup, you know, five games. It is, but, but then again, like everything that like their, uh, their executives have said where it's like, hey, we want a steady stream of games. The problems that we saw with Wii U was that Sure, we had a good launch lineup, but then we'd go quiet for six months. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'd go quiet for entire huge months at a time and not have a a, a, a game out. He's like, and so we're actively trying to avoid that situation where it's like you always have something to look forward to. Yeah, which is fine. Like the thing is, they just need to make it things that you're look, actually looking forward to. You know, like whenever you're saying I'm putting Skyrim on here, that's mm-hmm. that's an old game. That's a game that's been out since what 2011. Right. Um. Yeah, there's been. I, I'm trying to think. There's a couple other games that are like that that they're putting on there, uh, that are that are older. Um, I mean, let me look at the. Uh, man, I it's like Skylanders, to, Imaginators, like that's been out for a few months at yeah, this point there's already. One, there's one that came out. Um, it's not launch game, but it's coming out soon after. Man, oh Rayman Legends that came oh, out in right. 2013. No, not Legends. This it's, is Rayman. Yeah, well, I think oh, this one's. I think this one's Rayman Legends, a anyway, certain edition, or whatever. yeah, yeah. So like that that came out, you know, a couple years ago. So yeah. like there, there's just honestly, it's it's kind of weird. But then again, like well, like I said, I, I think they're assuming that most people don't have the Wii U, right? Which they're they see the numbers on this. Yeah, they know. <laughs> you know, and you know, a lineup of of starting with Zelda, a great property, Zelda, yep. Mario Kart. Mario in the fall, Fire Emblem, and we'll probably have some other stuff. Like I assume Smash Brothers. Next year. Smash Brothers at some point. I they, mean, not this year, but probably 2018. We're yeah. talking like summer 2018 yeah, uh, or Brothers. fall 2018. Smash Brothers. You know, so like that's a pretty like for, for, for first party games, it's a pretty like good string of games if you don't have the Wii U. Now, if you do have the Wii U, you don't need to buy this thing until uh, Mario comes out this fall. Yeah. I like, mean, and really, I wouldn't. I would probably, if, if it was me yeah. and I didn't have a, a Wii or I had a Wii U and I could play. I already have Mario Kart 8, so I've like played that enough, yep. and then I can I probably have Zelda pre-ordered, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm gonna play that on my Wii U. And the graphical, um, like the, there is a little bit of a a, a, a hike in the graphics yeah. for the for the Switch version, but not enough to really justify buying a Switch. You right. know, it's it, for me anyway. Like if I had a Wii U already and I was excited to play Zelda, 
I don't think that I would be, feel the need to buy a Switch right. just based on the improved performance, you know, you know graphics. And, yeah, and so I would I would probably wait and buy one at, on Black Friday if it was me, and I yeah. already had a wait Wii U. You know, find a bundle or a discounted like fifty bucks off or some kind of gift card or something like. There's going to be discounts on this thing for Black Friday. Yeah, and at the very least, like I feel like there's going to be a uh, some sort of a bundle with yeah. the Mario game in it. Oh man. You know, and yeah. so like you could potentially yeah. uh p- pick that up, you yeah. know. So there's uh the next year or so, I think looks good. I think uh Reggie uh Philomaze, the uh the Nintendo of America president. Yeah. His his there was a quote that I was reading. I couldn't find it just now on my phone, but there's a quote that he said where launch window isn't everything. And we're expecting this thing to sell over time, you know, where it's like, Hey, we have these games that we're hitting over time and that sort of thing. My question is why? I mean, they're, they're not going to have the app right at launch. They're not going to have, uh, some of these games until like a couple of months later, even. Yeah. I'm curious, like, why did they have to hit this window? And I suspect it's probably because of the fiscal year ends at the end of March, right? I mean, like that's the only thing I could that's figure. That's not what I think. So you want to know my opinion? What's your opinion? I think that they needed to hit it um, because they wanted Zelda. And that's, I think, two things happened. Number one, they decided they wanted Zelda to be a Switch game. Right. Whenever and, they realized that the Wii U was And that's why it took so long for Zelda to come out. Because mm. they've, been, they've been working on that version and then porting it back to the Wii U. Okay. Once they decided that, then they're like, well, we, we need to have... Zelda release in this window because it was going to anyway mm. in order to like they need to have like continuous profits they can't just have it like well we need to wait for other games to be ready yeah. no this is ready now we go with it now and I think that's why this the timing I, I honestly think it, it revolves all around Zelda it's that whole thing makes sense that makes sense and and I mean I was that, what I, else do they have to make money off of right now besides I, you know just like latent wii u units that probably right. once the switch was announced no one's buying yeah and i think about like you know last year even during the holiday season they didn't really have any big games they had the uh the mario maker for 3ds and then they had super mario run that came out i mean and those are the only two big money makers that i can imagine that they would have had last year yeah i don't know and so you it's been months for a while here and so yeah they've been kind of limping by in 2016 i can totally see that yeah we got to get something out Zelda's ready. Let's pull the trigger on it. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, I think sense. like if they had if they had not put Zelda on the Switch, I think that it would have come out back whenever it was supposed to come out. And that makes sense too. And you know that, but once they decided, hey, we need a game for the launch of the Switch because we want the Switch to come out sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Let's delay Zelda. Pour, like put it on there, make sure it looks great, and that'll be the the game that drives sales. Because I mean, honestly, if that if this console weren't launching with Zelda. Like, I'd be the one waiting. You know right. what I mean? Well, I mean, and I considered it even like just, oh, well, why not just wait until Mario Kart comes out and pick one up, you know, and that sort of thing. Yeah. But the reason not to right now for me is the fact that they're sold out of pre-orders everywhere. Like, yeah. GameStop is asked, you know, is, is trying to actively get more uh, units mm-hmm. allocated to them so they can increase their pre-orders. Um, the one thing about the system, there comes in two different uh, oh, SKUs. Yeah. There's the colored version where they have a blue and a red controller. Mm-hmm. And then there's the all gray kind of version. Mm-hmm. Both of us have the gray version pre-ordered right now. I wanted to pre-order the the colored one, but it has never become available on Amazon as a pre-order. Yeah, um, I'm still keeping my eye out just in case whenever it does, I'll switch it over to that um yeah and uh <laughs> even i'm losing interest in it um but i'm like i i would uh i would switch it over to the the colored uh edition like with yeah. the red and the blue the the neon the yeah. the switch neon i think is what it's called um 
And uh, but so I'll keep my eye out for that. Or potentially, I'm I'm considering like if on launch day, I get mine in the mail and it's it's great. But then I can walk down to the GameStop and buy a uh, a neon one. Potentially, you're like, hey, let's you know, I'll return the uh, or cancel my pre-order or whatever I need yeah, to do yeah. on the uh, on the gray edition, and then get the neon one because I would really rather have the right. colored uh, controllers. I was anyway. thinking about them like, man, I really like colors, but what I really want is like other colors. Like, I'd like if I could get like two purple controllers or something like that. Oh, that'd be cool. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, I don't know that I really even like the red and blue. Like, that is just kind of like for me personally. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's a personal aesthetic choice. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know. Do I need that or do I want to care? Because I, I like when I got my 3DS, I picked like most bland, like kind of gray, like 3DS, and I enjoy that more than I enjoy, you know, like would enjoy like a bright green one or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I think like the uh, even the controllers, like the, the little uh, quote unquote Joy Con controllers, yeah. they have uh, little skins, like protective thing yeah, coverings yeah. for them, and you can get those in kind of cool colors and stuff too. So I think like that's the other solution is like, hey, I'm just going to get like a, mm-hmm. a cool little like grip and put it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, other things to note about the the in Japan on the My Nintendo store, they actually have it to where you can customize mm-hmm. yours. But you have the the gray, the red, and the blue. Mm-hmm. But you can have any uh, version of those. So like you could switch the the left one to be a gray one and the right one to be a blue one, or mm-hmm. the uh, left one to be or a red both, one. Both blue. Both blue. Yeah, or that's wh- the other thing I don't really like yeah. about the like base that they're both different colors. I'm like I kind of just want them both the same. That totally makes sense. I mean, uh, and and. Uh, I just I would rather have two different colors probably because identifying the right one and the left one really easily yeah, would yeah. be would be the ideal. Yeah. Um, but again, I would rather have like a neon green and a pink or something like oh, that. Oh man, so, yeah, that'd be that'd be sweet. Yeah, that'd be that would be my favorite. But yeah, so we're both we both pre-ordered it. Are you yep. excited about it? I'm, I'm excited. very excited. Yeah. I, I, so I was also like, we talked about the Xbox One and PS4 earlier, like. I was comparing it to that. I'm not as excited as I was for the Xbox One. I was like, just like super excited for the Xbox One, mm. you know? But yeah, I'm really excited. Like, this is a pretty good launch lineup, and I'm excited to be into it. I haven't like bought, well, besides the 3DS, but I haven't bought a Nintendo console. Like a home console? Yeah, home console. And so I'm uh, like, I'm excited for it. So yeah. I think like the idea behind this one, like I've mentioned numerous times that the 3DS is one of my favorite gaming pieces of technology. It's, mm-hmm. it's not powerful at all yeah and so you know if this kind of takes on that mantle and and does some of the things that this one does really well and like translates it to this and a big screen or whatever yeah that like that'll nail it for me man. it'll be interesting to see like the two games that i think that could be, um just like really like make this console successful um not only the mario game but i also think if they came out with the smash and if they decide to put Pokemon on here, oh yeah. And since it's a portable, and they're kind of pulling the like, you know, Fire Emblem's not going to be on there, and that's usually a portable kind of thing. Yeah. If uh, if they put Pokemon on here, game over, man. Like, yeah. Everyone is going to buy this console so they can play Pokemon. And it'll be interesting. That's the smart move. It really is the smart move. And I think it's it comes down to like, can they convince the Pokemon company to do it? Because yeah. if the Pokemon company has always said, hey, our games are 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 mobile. handheld. You know, right. they're mobile games. But they need the to thing. be able to go. If this is a mobile. Exactly. That's where I'm at. Where I view this as like, you know, this is a, a should be a play at being a handheld, yeah. As well as like the home console, not necessarily a home console that you can take on the go. It's yeah. like it's it should be a handheld too. You know, yeah. it, if you can get six hours of battery life out of it with a mobile style game, yeah. It's like do that. You yeah. know, I will 100% buy all of those games. So yeah. like I have on my 3ds. But how so. awesome would it be to have a a uh, Pokemon game that looks like that Zelda game? Mm, or that you yeah, and that you could plug into your uh, big screen TV and mm-hmm. put it up there. Oh my goodness. I mean, again, like the uh, the 
the the Pokemon game, the most recent one, Sun and Moon. Yeah. Very cool. There was a rumor that there would be a version of that ported to uh, ported to this console with like upgrade mm-hmm. graphics and mm-hmm. things like that. And so we'll see if that plays out. Maybe E3, maybe yeah. not. Right. I mean, it's, rumors and, and those types of things about Pokemon games they're they're wrong just as many times as they're right right and so uh so we'll see if it, that ends up playing out but yeah you're right to really nail the sales on this thing mm-hmm. a mainline pokemon game pokemon sun and moon right whenever they came out this past november mm. they both charted on the top 10 games right and so but if you were to combine their sales and call them one game which they basically are it would have been on top of the list so the best selling game of mm. that month and the, i think december as well so like those games that's, sell crazy. That's tricky though, because I think a lot of people buy both of them. That's a good point. You know, so that's a good point. You know, can't necessarily do one to one conversion on that. That's a good point. But yeah, if you were to uh, like put that on this console, it would be a major console seller for the vast majority of the people that picked up uh, that have been picking up consistently. Yeah. The Pokemon games. So. The last thing that we didn't talk about was uh, the resolution. Whenever you're plugged into the base, I think it's 1080, and yep. then whenever you pull it off, it's 720. Yes, which is still HD. It's still still good. Yep. Um, I think for Zelda, they've actually said um, there might be some like upscaling being done mm-hmm. uh, to like so it runs so you're at 720. 720 and so I think it's upscaled it's, to. I think it's I think it's 900 if you plug it in it's mm-hmm. upscaled to 1080. That's fine. That's, Xbox One does that a lot. Exactly. So I mean, I, they I did that with Rise, and that's still one of the best looking Xbox One games for sure. And it's because again, the actual resolution isn't necessarily everything. Mm-hmm. The art direction goes into it, lighting, yeah. frame rate, all of these things go into yeah. uh, into that. So right. yeah, cool. Well, this has been a longer longer episode than I thought it would be. Yeah, pretty exhaustive. I mean, whenever we go into the comics rant, whenever yeah. there ends up being something weird with the comics industry, Chris. Yeah, all bets are off. See, I had forgotten about it. And now you brought it back up. <laughs> Sorry to end this, uh, this on a sour note. <laughs> no, no. Um, next week, I don't know what we're talking about, but we'll talk about something. It won't be Resident Evil, though. Although I do, <laughs> like, I was like, man, I kind of want to stop at Walmart on the way home and check and see if they have the Resident Evil collection. Dude. Pick it up and watch it over the weekend. Do it, man. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll let you know. Um, but I'll watch Resident Evil at some point and let you know, like, what I think of it. I like it, man. All that right. sounds great. That's it for this week. You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And John Wright 777 And at Stay Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice and leave us a review. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. Scream right now out the window of wherever you're at, whatever. If you're on a plane, even open the window and... No, don't do that. That'd be bad. Remember uh, one of my favorite movies... How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yes! Whenever the uh, magazine director (laughs) yells out the window, Ladies of New York! uh, Frost yourself! Yeah, and someone goes, Frost this! (laughs) I love it, dude! I haven't thought about that movie in so long. I need to watch it again. I don't want to go home and watch that movie now. I just have it on DVD. I need to buy it on Blu-ray. That movie is so good, and there's there's another movie uh, that I love watching, and we watch it every Christmas because it takes place around Christmas. The The Holiday. holiday. Oh my gosh, yeah. The Holiday is a great movie, too. That's a good movie. Although... I think it's overhyped in some sense. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I maybe, maybe, but I like, I just like that like, movie. So, you so know, like, I, I always call like, I, you know, Die Hard's a Christmas movie to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. It takes around part, and but I, I realize that that's overhyping that movie. Oh, of course. You know, but yeah, I feel like course. that movie is like lends itself to overhyping because right. it's Die Hard. Right. Yeah. Whereas I mean, the holiday, you don't duct tape guns to your back. Exactly. If, you know, people get crazy about the holiday, and yeah. I'm like on the, almost the same level, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. See, 
I think that people just get excited whenever there's a Christmas movie that doesn't feel like a Christmas movie. Yeah. And it's like, ah, see, that's why, like, I. I because I, I feel I, bad watching another movie around Christmas I or something. I guess, you know, it's like, oh, we can't. It's not a Christmas movie. You we got to watch, watch White Christmas all the time, you know. You got to watch every iteration of uh, Scrooge, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, listen to the Stan Target version of Scrooge. That's true. Definitely do that. That needs to be a holiday tradition for everyone. <laughs> um. Speaking of movies I don't have on Blu-ray that I need to get on Blu-ray, have I told you uh, Hot Rod? Yeah. Is it on Blu-ray? It No, because it was on Blu-ray for a while and it has been discontinued. So what? like, in order to buy it on Blu-ray, you have to buy it like secondhand and pay like $50 for it. Mm, it's a collector's item now. Yeah, so that's going to have to happen at some point. Mm. This year, that's one of my goals. <laughs> buy, buy Hot Rod on Blu-ray. New Year's resolution. Yep. If anybody has a copy of Hot Rod that you want to give me on Blu-ray... If you don't watch it a lot or something, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I love. What if somebody like, man, I watch this every week, but Chris well, asked I, me, then I wouldn't take it. <laughs> like, obviously, I'm not gonna deprive someone of the, uh, their hot rod enjoyment. I'll pay fifty dollars for them to keep theirs and buy my own. There it is. Yeah, I like that, Chris. That's yeah. good. I'm not gonna have someone else suffer <laughs> for my own enjoyment. That's good. That's a good thing. Am I a super villain? I mean, you, I, you could stroke your beard or like get a, you know, you do have a cat, I, I, Chris. I could stroke my cat. You do have a cat. While she grooms my beard. And you have a spinny chair at your house somewhere. So that, that's what's been happening recently is Boomer, Boomer comes up like, like in the morning. It's about to get weird, guys. <laughs> like she comes up in the morning and she starts grooming my beard. While you're asleep yep. or like while you're eating and your I, cereal? And I was reading. I mean, no, like, no, 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 like no, no. While I'm laying there. Like, okay. no, I'm not doing anything else. But like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm asleep. Or like, or just laying there trying to wake up, you know. And she comes up and just starts grooming my beard. And uh, I looked up. I was like, "Why is she doing this?" So I looked it up, and uh, one of the I don't remember. I think it was on some some thread somewhere. Someone commented because because that's what nice cats do to other nice cats. <laughs> they groom each other. So there, you know how like cats will deliver dead animals to your doorstep yeah. sometimes. Like there's two theories about this. One is that they are bringing you a gift, you know? Yeah, and, right, uh, right, right. The second one is they go, man, I never see this person hunt anything, so <laughs> I need to feed them. I am now responsible for their well-being. <laughs> and that's why they do it. They're like, hey, eat this. Either way, I appreciate it. It's the sentiment. fine, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a good, it's a good thought, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm still just imagining you in, like, in like your bathrobe with cereal <laughs> and coffee, no. and then your cat's just see, grooming your beard. <laughs> That would be amazing, actually. She's sitting on my on my shoulder, like reaching around, doing <laughs> my beard. Oh, that'd be so weird. The, okay, here's the weirder part that I'll tell you. Is oh after gosh. after she got done, and I was kind of like, okay. I mean, this was like the first time she did it, and she's done it several times now since then. And I got up and I was like, well, you know, as a matter of fact, <laughs> you know, that side is a lot smoother than the one she didn't groom. <laughs> so. Whatever that means. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's it for this week. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.